Thank you for that music. Why don't we uh, bow our heads for another prayer? Father in heaven, <clears throat> we just want to pause. Uh, we certainly don't have to. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's no manual that forces us to pray every X amount of minutes. We just want to pause uh, to remind ourselves that we need your help so that uh, you lead me and guide me. But not only that, so that everybody, whether they're online or they're here in person, that you would do something special in their brain that only you can do, the creator of every human brain. They can hear you today. So they don't think all oh, the past are saying that because may they hear you today and know that you were working in their lives. That's why we're here. We're here to hear you. Speak to us today, God. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue in our series, The Foundation, today we find ourselves in the book of Matthew. If you'll turn with me in your Bible or smartphone or tablet, <coughs> the book of Matthew, chapter 17. We'll start in the first five verses. Matthew 17, verses 1 through 5. Matthew 17, starting in verse 1, Matthew records, Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And as he was transfigured before them, and his face was shining like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, man, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll make a tabernacle here, three of them, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. It's quite a moment. Have you ever played the game Simon Says? Some, some of you have played it before. <coughs> Simon Says is a, a game about listening. It's a fun game. Kids like it, but it's, it's, it's a game about listening. When I used to live in Seattle, uh, that state leadership, they did something every summer called camp meeting. Back in the 1800s, long time ago, most all the denominations used to do it. That's where they got the name. You'd literally go out in the wilderness and you'd literally put up tents and you'd camp. And uh, so that's what we did for 10 days. And uh, we'd help set it up. We'd help take it down. And uh, from sunup to sundown, <laughs> we'd have stuff for every age, kids, adults, young adults, teens, every age group, we'd be doing something. And I was one of the people that was one of the leaders in the kindergarten group. And we would color, we'd paint, we'd make crafts, we'd have snacks, we'd exercise, we'd tell Bible stories. I mean, we just doing everything all day with these little kids. And some years we'd have 125 kids, other years we'd have like 250 kids, and we'd break them into groups of 40 usually and do rotations. And you do crafts for, you know, 30 minutes, and oh, and then you do the Bible story, and we just keep rotating these groups. And this was a suburb of Seattle, and when it wasn't raining, and it, it rained, it was Seattle, but when it wasn't raining, when it wasn't raining the kids loved to go play Simon Says. And so we would get them out there and we'd line them up against the chain link fence <coughs> and 
every time would be somebody different and they'd be down here. And, and well, let me get some volunteers here. Who, who, who are some little big kids that want to, say five of you, pray, play a little Simon Says in church? Sebastian, I see your hand. You, he, is your hand up? I thought maybe. So you two, come on up. Come on up, Nathan. <coughs> maybe two more. There, you, you four, perfect. Our group is going. It's growing. <coughs> perfect. All right, line up over here. Were you wanting to, Sebastian? Here, here we go. No, uh, start here so everybody can see you. We'll start here so everybody can see you. Oh, it's all right. It'll be all right here in front of it. He can watch it. That's all right, Sebastian. You can come join if you want. <laughs> as long as the camera's here, you'll catch it all. <coughs> Simon will make sure that everything stays right here. <clears throat> God wants us to enjoy ourselves in his presence, so we can take a little time off from work there. Here we go. All right, so you're familiar with the game? So when Simon says something, you do it. If Simon doesn't say it, then you're not supposed to do it, right? All right, so we, we, we had these games as well. And so we do things like, um, all right, so Simon says, uh, sit down. All right, and Simon says, stand up. Simon says, pat your head without messing up your pretty hair. All right, Simon says, go in a circle. Excellent, you've done this before. <coughs> um, Simon says, pat your belly. Um, you keep pat Simon says, keep patting your belly. Simon says, keep patting your belly. All right, um, let me, f I can't think of anything else. Just hold on. You can, you can stop patting your belly. Let me ask someone who's thought of other things, okay? Now, you just noticed that everybody but three quit patting their bellies. And Simon didn't say, stop patting your bellies. <laughs> so we just lost half our contestants. Now, Simon says, and your pastor too, you can go sit down. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good job, girls. Girls rock. Very nice. <clears throat> All right, so, as Simon says, and that's, that's the basic game. <laughs> what Simon says, you do. If Simon doesn't say it, you don't do it. And when we were doing that, in that, it was similar to this. It usually, at least then, it didn't take very long, and you just start losing the crowd. It would have been like a handful of minutes. The game's over, and you start again because it's easy to get distracted. And we had uh, the, the group we were overseeing was kindergartners, and, but we also had moms. We also had college-aged helpers. And, you know, the college people, they, sometimes they get distracted for their own reasons. The moms were really focused on their kids, so they get distracted. The kids were talking or touching or playing with the kid next to them. And for a lot of reasons, people just get distracted. And so the Simon Says thing typically didn't go too long because people get distracted. Well, it's not just in games, it's in life. We can get distracted quite easily. There's a lot of reasons that people find it challenging to listen. One reason is um, when, when you're talking, I'm sure you may have noticed that. I've encountered that just the other day. Someone asked me a question. I was answering it. I couldn't even get through the answer. And the other person started talking and they just kind of went off on their way. It's hard to listen when you're talking. It's hard to do that. 
might be why they have that cliche you can see on the screen there as it says that uh, we're given two ears and one mouth because listening is twice as hard and twice as important as talking. <laughs> and yet it's, after all these years and we know it, it can still be a challenge. I know years ago when, <clears throat> when I started giving marriage counseling and, and pre-marriage counseling and reading lots of marriage books, etc., and they pretty much all agree, at least in their opinions, that listening is super important for people, especially for couples. And many of the books I read even said that a woman's second greatest need is that her husband listens to her. Now, we don't need to argue about, oh, no, that's first for me, or second, or third, or wherever you want to rank, it's not necessarily the point, but I think we could all agree listening is important. Listening is, is a healthy way to tell the other person, you matter to me. You matter to me. It just helps relationships in so many ways when we do that, when we listen. <clears throat> it's one of the best gifts we can give to the other person, whether it's your parent, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids, whether it's coworkers or friends. Listening is like medicine for the soul. It's very, very healthy to listen. Well, years ago, I think it was about 2008, <clears throat> Danielle and I were in Arkansas, and um, it was just a couple of years after Hurricane Katrina, <clears throat> and uh, it was, we had this really unique summer, and um, for the, about a stretch of time, for maybe a month or so, we kept having lots of people come to our door. I mean, an unnormal amount of people come to our door. And they were salespeople. And uh, I've heard a lot of unique sales pitches. I used to be a salesperson years ago. And I can say confidently this was one of the, probably the most unique sales pitch I've ever heard. And uh, one of them would come to the door and they'd say, are you the king of the castle? And then it just kind of went way off the tracks from there. And if my wife answered the door, are you the queen of the castle? And it just went to weird places. And it was just like, what's, what's going on here? And if you ended up listening to their sales pitch, eventually, after several minutes, they had the question of, well, do you want to buy some of our magazines? It's like, but man, they just taking you all over the place and the stuff they talk about. And it's just like unique, unusual stuff. Anyways, well, no, we, we don't need more magazines. We, we don't need. Um, so we, we were kind, polite, and, and told them, no, we don't need the magazines. Well, one of our church members, Robin, uh, they went to her door, <laughs> her and her husband, Robin and Chris, and uh, she heard the same spiel from the same people, and um, she said, well, no, we're not interested either, but thank you for stopping by, and, and then she did some of her stuff in her house, and maybe five minutes later, the person went to a couple other neighbors, and then she looked out her window, she's at her kitchen, looked out her window, or maybe living room, and she saw one of these people sitting on the curb, sitting on the sidewalk, right out front of her house, and he was crying. And I know sales, they, they get used to hearing a lot of no's, but they're, they're humans too, and <laughs> so apparently either someone was mean or he just heard too many no's, so he was out, in the, out on the curb crying. And so she goes out there and, and uh, talks to him a little bit. Her and her husband invite him in and uh, just listen to him a little bit. 
and they discovered that he was, from listening, they could discover that he had uh, been evacuated in an emergency and had to leave during the Hurricane Katrina. And they ended up feeding him food, and they heard that he didn't have any family, he didn't have any money, he didn't have any food. They ended up giving him money for groceries. They bought him a, a bus ticket so he could go to family somewhere else. They ended up, as they just kept listening and get to know him, they got his address so that when he went to the place that he was going, they could contact the local Adventist church so Jesus and those people could continue to make an impact on him. But it only worked because she was listening to him. And she listened to him to see what his needs were. Psalm 31, verse 1 and 2. If you turn with me there, Psalm 31, 1 and 2. David writes, In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness deliver me. Incline your ear to me. (coughs) Incline your ear to me. Rescue me quickly. Be to me a strong rock, a strength hold to save me. As encouraging as it is to know and to have someone listen to you, which is fantastic when people listen to us. It's also wonderful to know that the God of the universe is listening. Not because he doesn't like you, not because he's against you, not because he's trying to get something written down. I can't believe she did that again. God's listening because he cares. God cares about our jobs. He cares about our health. He cares if you're happy. He cares if you're tired. He cares about your kids. He cares about your future. He cares about your school. God's listening because He cares. And God listens to us in such a wonderful way. It's as though God has nothing else going on at all. It's as though He doesn't have eight billion other people and angels and animals and water and the sun and the moon and crickets and ants and mosquitoes and toads and bats and birds and rhinoceroses. And God can just slow it all down and listen to us because he actually cares. Matthew 17, 5 Matthew chapter 17, uh, 1 through 5. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And when he was uh, transfigured before them, his face was shining like the sun. His garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to him, taking with him, and they were talking with him, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I can make three tabernacles here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while, verse 5, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them all. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, this, this is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased with. Listen to him. It's an amazing experience to have a human being slow down and listen to you. It just melts our heart to know that God cares enough that He's listening to me. But if you want your life to just really take that next level, it involves actually being one of those rare people that listens to God. 
that slows down, gets ourself aside, and actually listens to God. This was such a unique moment. (coughs) (coughs) Scriptures teach that 99.99999% of humanity uh, when they get 120 years old, they, they, they die. What Jesus describes is they're put to sleep and they're resting in the ground, they're resting in the grave for Jesus' second coming. But there's a small, there's a few people that he took ahead of time. Moses and Elijah were in that rare group. They came from heaven. Wouldn't you want to listen to what they had to say? And here's Jesus. They're, ba- they're always begging every day. We just want this to, to, to modernize it. We want this military slash Hollywood Messiah that's just like, we want you to shine like the sun, levitate. I mean, just woo! I mean, this just makes some things happen. That's what was happening. Here's Moses, here's Elijah. Jesus is shining. You can't even look at him. He's just like on fire. And Peter, not to pick on Peter, but I think God chose him because he's such an amazing mirror to humanity. And Peter got this great idea. Wow. Um, All right, so it's good that I'm here. I've got a few things to say. Uh, I'm going to, uh, let's, let's do this religious thing. We'll build a tent. We'll make three of them. And, and, and James and, 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 yeah, and John, they're going to help me. And, and I'm going to do this and we'll do that. And, and uh, that was not what God had planned when he sent Moses and Elijah. God didn't send Moses and Elijah to listen to Peter. To have the few people ever go to heaven early. And God did some, I mean, we'll see when it's second coming, but it's like, what's that journey like from heaven back to earth? And he didn't do all that for them all just to sit down and listen to Peter. <coughs> uh, uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verse 6, Mark 9, 6, tells the same story. And basically, uh, depending on your translation, basically Mark 9, 6 says in the same moment, <laughs> describing this setting, that Peter was overwhelmed. <laughs> Peter was, and who wouldn't be? That's honest. That's, yeah, I get it. Peter was overwhelmed and he did not know what to say or do. I get that. The challenge is when humans, that's me, that's me, that's you, that's humans. When humans tend to get overwhelmed, it's very easy for humans when we get overwhelmed to basically default into our old habits. And Peter got overwhelmed and he defaulted to his old habits. And part of Peter's old habits are he starts to talk too much and he doesn't listen so well. And so he, oh Peter, he just started to ramble. It's just like, what are you doing with the moment? I can do this and me this and me that and me myself and I and man, I can't believe God sent Moses and Elijah here so you could listen to me and we're going to try this and, and God's polite, God never sins, but God is a, how can we put it, a clear communicator. Matthew 17, 5, while, <laughs> while, while Peter was still speaking and rambling, a bright cloud overshadowed them and said, this is my beloved son. Hey, 
Listen to him. Peter, work with me, Peter. Shh. Listen to Jesus. He's about to, you are sitting on, (laughs) here's another verse. Um, uh, uh, Literally, it's why he says, those who are in the training session to to sharpen your tools to teach, 17.1, why does he say, well, six days later? Because something big happened six days before. And what just happened six big days before? Uh, Matthew 16, 21 and 22. Jesus basically, you can read it, 16, 21, and 22. Jesus basically told his disciples they were on the front row of one of the, if not the, one of the biggest announcements in the history of this world. My kids have prayed it. I've prayed it. You've probably prayed it. We, often we catch ourselves saying, oh, Lord, if, if only you were like right here. Man, I'm, I'm a mommy and I'm having a tough day. I'd like to get in just sit in your lap or, and I don't mean in a way to put down moms, but or you just hug God or just, oh, just hold his hand or sometimes they're just the way God made us. It's just something nice about being, I know he's in heaven, he hears us, but oh, the disciples didn't even need that much faith. It's like, he's right here. And he was that close. They could hear him and they could touch him. They could feel him. And Jesus is right there for three and a half years. And Jesus gives the, one of the biggest announcements in earth's history. I'm real. I'm the Messiah. No parable. No par- This isn't, wow, what's he saying? I'm going to die. I'm coming back to life. You want some big stuff? Woo, doesn't get any bigger than this. And they heard it. I mean, man, for eternity, we'll just be, our mind will be blown as we continue to peel back the layers of understanding Jesus' cross, even in heaven. And Peter's response was, how does he put it here? Peter's response is, God forbid. No, 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 no. May this never happen. Peter's not listening. Because there are things that, 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 and I had this encounter yesterday. I was somewhere yesterday. And somebody was, um, an unnamed person had, had, had asked me, oh, who's putting on the garage sale? And we are, and we're a new church. And, oh, that's great. What church are you? And we're the Crosswalk Fellowship Seventh Adventist Church. Well, I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Tell me about it. So long story short, I said, uh, well, we believe in Jesus, that we're, because of his death and resurrection, we're saved by him alone, saved by faith through grace, and, and we really appreciate it. Bible's his authority, and, and uh, oh, that's, that sounds great. I believe that too. And, and I said, you know, and got a nice vehicle, and, you know, even the atheist, atheist cops think we shouldn't steal, and, you know, and, and atheists think you shouldn't steal their spouse. And so I said, you know, long story short, that's the Ten Commandments. You know, we, they're still valid, you know, and right there, right there in the middle of it, and so make sure people don't forget, Jesus made it really obvious, and he said, remember. <laughs> so I said, you know, that's why well, we don't have a yard sale tomorrow, because it's Saturday, we remember. And from there, he stopped listening. And then all, he didn't let me finish the actual answering his question, because he didn't like the answer. Well, I think any day's great. I said, I think all seven days are great too. God created seven. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus chose to rest on a particular one. And oh, and he just kept, and I just stopped because 
he wanted to give his answers at the point instead of, instead of let me answer his question. But it's, it's, it's interesting how when humans, there are certain things that get us to stop listening. If we're in a lot of pain, it's hard to listen. If you're really distracted, it's hard to listen. Our air conditioner quit again. Woo, it was, it was hard to listen last night. <coughs> if you're out of a job, it's hard to listen. If you don't like what you're hearing, it's hard to listen. If God is telling you a plan and it doesn't, how do I put this? Uh, if, if God's telling you a plan and it doesn't quite work with your plan, man, that's hard to listen. And there are several things in life that can be like that. Those aren't the only things, but there are certain things that just make it hard to listen. Selfishness. There's a lot of things that make it hard to listen. <laughs> the disciples, they, they listened some. Matthew 17, 5 and following. While Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Peter, come on. Just listen to him. They were about to be persecuted, thrown in jail, had days where they had no food. You'd think it would be to their benefit to listen to him. God knows the future. God knows how to get people to walk through walls or make prison walls fall over, which Peter would need in a few days. It would do him well to listen. When the disciples heard this, they fell down on their face on the ground and were terrified. Jesus came to them, <coughs> touched them, and said, Get up and do not be afraid. Lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the disciples were listening. <clears throat> That's why we call them the disciples. Three and a half years ago, he called them. Hey, Peter, Andrew, Thomas. <laughs> Jesus called them. They heard him and they said, yes. <laughs> Peter, James, and John, he said, hey, today I'm going up on this, this mountain here. I need you three. Come on, boys. They heard him and they said, yes. The disciples in some areas of their life, they were listening. But in some areas of their life, they weren't listening. <clears throat> Every time he wanted to get them closer to himself, he did it by getting them closer to his death and resurrection. Not an accident. And just like we read in Matthew 16, 21 and 22, the closer he tried to get those remnant leaders closer to his death and resurrection, the less that those people wanted to listen. <clears throat> now, we've got history on our side. We can look back. We can read their stories and say, I'm glad I'm not like that. But they pointed at other people 
and said, I'm glad I'm not like that also, I would imagine. I would encourage you not to be one of those people that say, hey, I've heard the gospel. I'm glad I'm not like those other people. The gospel, Jesus' death and resurrection, is something you want to keep getting closer to because scriptures are quite clear. Even in heaven, we'll be getting closer and closer and understanding it more and more. <laughs> when Peter stopped talking <laughs> and he wasn't quite so overwhelmed, what did God have him focus on? The only thing that was there was Jesus. And what was the most, when he finally had their attention, he could have told them anything. And what did he choose to focus on? His death and resurrection. It's probably a coincidence, probably an accident. Peter just probably threw it, or Matthew probably just threw it in because it's the Bible. Unless maybe, maybe there's so much more in his death and resurrection than we can even imagine. And when they were listening, he pointed them to it again. In the scriptures, there's this comment that I, I've read here. <laughs> Incline your ear to me. It, it happened six times in the Bible. Four of those six times when the Bible says, Incline your ear to me. Four of those times is basically God listening to us. Because God cares about us. He wants to listen only one out of the six, God says, hey, listen to God. It'll be, worth, it'll be worth your while. It'll be worth your time. And one of those six times, God is telling his people. One of those six times, God is telling his people, you're not listening. One time, God was telling him with that phrase, one time, God was telling his own people, I know you think you're listening, but you're not. And I can't read your hearts, you can't read mine. But we all know, whether you're atheist, agnostic, Christian, <laughs> the way the human mind is wired, it's just wonderful if we listen to each other. And it melts our hearts as believers to know that, man, God hears me. God will hear me. That's fantastic. But if you really want your life to continue, to continue to be wonderful and more wonderful every day, that involves us listening to God. That involves us listening to God. And the, to be not theologically uh, accurate and just super specific, but just speaking heart words. When God talks to us, we should say yes. We should say yes. Like the little boy in the Old Testament <coughs> who is eventually going to be a wonderful prophet in God's kingdom. Three times he spoke to him and he missed it. I've missed it before, more than three times. I don't know about you. Sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I can be stubborn and I can be slow. A little little boy in the Old Testament, God spoke to him three times. Even the, even the elder prophet missed it too. And they, I mean, they were all stumbling around. Eventually they're like, hey, this could be God trying to communicate. And he said, Lord, speak. I'm listening. 
I would be 100% convinced to think that you're listening. That's why you're here today. So don't, hope you're not misunderstanding. I think you're people who are listening. That's why you're here. But we worship a God who's not only generous, amazing, and thoughtful, <coughs> He also wants to continue to bless us and grow us. And He typically does that by having us listen more so He can continue to guide and live in us more. With Peter, well, <laughs> Peter was Peter. Peter needed God to Peter needed God to step into the moment. I, can, I don't even know if there was thunder in the moment. It's like and, and God's up to the challenge and he stepped into the moment. He's like, Peter, the Messiah is right there. Listen to him. And I don't know what it's like for all of us. If you need God to step in in a big moment or just a little moment to continue to encourage and remind us it's good to listen to other people. It's good to have them listen to us. It's amazing to think God knows you. He cares. He wants to listen to you. But don't forget, it's really healthy in any relationship if you both listen to each other. And that involves then as Christians that we take time to listen to God as well. Matthew 17, 1 through 5 Six days after he told them about his death and resurrection, and they weren't too impressed. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his face was shining like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he kept rambling on, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard, heard this they fell face down on the ground and they were terrified and Jesus came to them touched them said get up don't be afraid lifting up their eyes they saw no one except Jesus himself as they were coming down the mountain Jesus commanded them saying tell the vision to no one until the son of man has risen from the dead <clears throat> 